Well, hey, everybody, welcome to church and welcome to the Christmas season. You glad to be in church today? Me too, nothing like it, and I want to say a big welcome to everyone joining us wherever you are, for all of you uh, at our online location, tuning in online right now, we're very glad you're along for the ride, our Hokeston location, uh, welcome to you, and here in Newark, just everybody, isn't it great to be one church family, no matter where we are, we have the same leader and Lord, and we get to gather together for worship, one more time, why don't we just give Jesus all the praise, it's awesome. And uh, I am still just in awe celebrating what happened uh, during At The Movies. We wrapped up our At The Movies series uh, last weekend. If you're a part of it, I hope you had a great experience. We actually broke our attendance record twice in the month of November, and it's amazing. And really, that comes back to all the prayers that you prayed, the way that you served and set the stage, and then all the invitations you Extended. We had 240 people just who let us know that they came for the first time in the month of November. We saw people put their faith in Jesus, take steps to grow spiritually. It was amazing. And yeah, I'm just so proud of all of you. And uh, we are starting a new series today called Illuminate that will take us through uh, the end of the year. And right before we jump into that, just want to let you know what's coming up uh, during the Christmas season. First of all, next weekend is our Christmas offering. If you're new to the journey, uh, every year we, we give above and beyond our regular giving in a Christmas offering, and 100% of that goes outside of our current walls. So it's not to pay our bills or, or do ministry uh, here within our existing uh, church walls at our different locations, but to go outside of our walls. And I'm very excited about this year's Christmas offering. I'm going to share more with you about that uh, in just a few minutes, but praying for God to do something great through that, and you'll see why uh, when I share more with you about that. But then, two weeks later, of course, it's Christmas at the Journey, and we'll wrap up the year with our Christmas gatherings. It's going to be very, very special this year. We have 15 identical gatherings for you to choose from across our locations uh, over those three days, and uh, it's just going to be an amazing, amazing time. But for today, as we kick off this series that will close out 2022... I wonder how many of us have recently bumped into something in the dark. Have you had that experience, anybody else? You, maybe you got up in the middle of the night and uh, you uh, bumped your chin on the, on the bed or the dresser, or you stubbed your toe, maybe even said some things that you're not sure you would ever want repeated, you know, and just had that moment. Maybe uh, you left uh, your house and you forgot to leave the light on, came home after dark, and then when you came in the front door, you tripped over your dog and just... It was a whole thing. I'm notorious for, that, for this, by the way, and especially when it comes to our dog, we have a black dog, and uh, I always, you know, I'm kind of, how many of us are frugal? Just by a show of hands, we're frugal. We, we follow our family around and turn the lights off. You know who you are, dads. Come on, you know who you are. So I always, like, want all the lights off. I'll come home sometimes, and our dog waits right at the front door, open the front door, take her out, take myself out. You know, it's just a whole thing, and I'm accident prone anyway. How many of us are accident prone? Uh, take a quick look around. If you're in the room, Newark, Hokeston, take a quick look around uh, because when you're leaving the parking lot today, you're going to want to know. Uh, but I'm accident prone anyway. And when it's dark, it's worse. I've got the bruises to prove it. I'm just, I'm going to bump into something. And it, here's what I'm, I'm wondering as we start this series, however you see God, like wherever you are in your, in your spiritual kind of condition right now, and when it comes to your faith, have you ever thought to yourself how strange it is that there's something about this Christmas season that can seem brighter in some ways 
but darker than in, in other ways. Now, there's something about this season of the year that tends to swing us to one extreme or the other, sometimes in the same week. And it's just something about it. And here's what I know. Darkness is good for some things, all right? So darkness is good for sleeping. Uh, darkness is good for hiding. Darkness is good for stealing. I don't know where you are in your spiritual journey, so I'm just trying to be relevant here. It's good for some things, but that just really brings up the question. Think about this. Where is it that for some of us, because of a darkness that we're experiencing, and, and let me pause and just say, sometimes darkness can be comforting. Like it's, it's comforting to not have to see. It's like out of sight, out of mind. But it brings up the question, because of the darkness, how many of us, because of an anxiety we can't control or some form of grief that maybe we're having trouble getting through and getting past, we are, as a result, sleeping through what life has for us. And it may feel very comforting, but we're actually missing out on the light. Where is it that maybe we're hiding in the darkness of a relationship that right now is filled with conflict or a calendar that we can't keep up with or a financial pressure that we can't seem to escape and we're just missing the brightness of this season that God has in store for us. Where are we being stolen from? Under cover of darkness, the enemy of our faith has been able to come in because it's dark right now. Some circumstances are kind of dimming the light and because of that, we're being robbed of our hope and our joy, our peace and our purpose. And what if the lights could come on this year? And what if we could see our lives in a different light during this season? So the definition of the word illuminate, this series is based on, is very simple. To make something visible or bright by shining light on it or to light up, to illuminate. And it's fascinating to me that that perfectly describes the way Jesus articulated his purpose for coming to earth. Listen to these words. Jesus said this about himself. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you don't have to walk in darkness. Now, you may not buy that yet, but Jesus, who is the person this whole Christmas season is supposed to be about, believed, knew that this world can be very dark. And he also insisted that he was the light. So the solution to the darkness that causes so many of us and has for me so many times in my life to repeatedly bang into things and experience unnecessary pain, the solution to that, Jesus says, is to follow him. He says, if you follow me. I'm the light. Just like if, if you were in a dark place and somebody turned the light on on their phone and said, hey, follow me. Jesus says, if you follow me, you don't have to walk in darkness. And there are some of us who go, yeah, I get that. I saw the light. Like I knew Jesus was the way, the truth, the life. I put my faith in him. But the problem is he moved on to another room and we stayed in the darkness. He's going, hey, follow me. And we're like, sounds good. But I'm not ready to take a next step. I'm not ready to move forward in my faith. I'm not ready to trust. I'm not ready to take the risk. And now we're cursing the darkness as if God placed, it, placed us in it. But the reality is we found Jesus, but we didn't continue to follow him. It's what we built our church around, helping people find Jesus and follow him fully. Finding Jesus can happen in a moment. Following him fully takes a lifetime. 
And if you came here for the first time during At The Movies and maybe experienced something, you sensed something, you became aware of the goodness of God in some way, and you, you took a step forward in your faith, I want to encourage you to take the next step, to commit to this process of following Jesus. Because when we believe in Jesus and then make the decision to actually follow him, to build our daily lives around him and what matters to him, then we don't have to walk in darkness anymore. He's the light, and the light changes our lives. So for this Christmas season to be different in our lives has to start with us seeing things differently, seeing ourselves differently, seeing God differently, seeing each other differently, seeing our purpose differently, and that's hard to do in the dark. So our lives need to be illuminated, and that's what this series is all about. I hope you'll come back every week and let the light of Jesus brighten your life in this season, no matter what you've been going through. And here's where we're going to start. In the Old Testament of the Bible, we uh, are introduced to a guy named Isaiah. Isaiah provides us with a picture of Jesus. Hundreds of years before Jesus was even born, it's one of the most miraculous things about uh, this particular book of the Old Testament, Isaiah, is that Isaiah predicted with eerie accuracy the birth of Jesus. Isaiah was a prophet, which means that God revealed to him stuff that hadn't happened yet. Now, how many of us have ever wished we had that ability? Certainly change your fantasy football results, am I right? The Powerball would be yours, you know, like you just... So God didn't reveal any of that stuff to Isaiah, but he did give him this picture of Jesus. And Isaiah predicted how Jesus would be born, where Jesus would be born, and most importantly, why Jesus would be born. And there are a lot of prophecies in the book of Isaiah that speak about Jesus coming and being born in Bethlehem, and then later his suffering and his death and the purpose of that. But in one of those places in Isaiah, God basically allows Isaiah to listen in on a conversation between himself and Jesus, who has not even been born yet. So we know Jesus is God. All the fullness of God is in Jesus. When we've seen Jesus, we've seen God. But he was also a human being. And as a human being, he didn't have his beginning until Bethlehem, hundreds of years after God revealed this to Isaiah. But God says, Isaiah, listen in. I'm going to have this conversation with Jesus, and I want you to hear it. I, the Lord, have called you, speaking to Jesus, to demonstrate my righteousness, I will take you by the hand and guard you, and I will give you to my people Israel as a symbol of my covenant or my agreement, my relationship with them. God is telling Isaiah and us why Jesus will come. And he says the, the first reason that Jesus was going to show up on our planet was to demonstrate God's righteousness or God's rightness. What does that mean? Here's what it means. That Jesus shows us what God is really like. All of us have this internal, we were created with it, an internal desire to connect with something bigger than us, something beyond us. That's why we're always searching for God. We don't necessarily know that it's God we're searching for, but there's an unmet craving inside all of us for a purpose beyond us. But the problem is we can't see God clearly in the darkness of our human condition. We are separated from God because he is perfect and we are not. So Jesus comes along and illuminates the Father for us. And we have this aha moment. As you get to know Jesus, you get to know your creator. And you have this, these moments of realizing, oh, that's what God is really like. When we see the light of Jesus, we see that God has been right all along about us. 
He's been right about who we are, what we need, where we're awesome, and where we're not. But without Jesus, we can't see God clearly, so we get frustrated. We're always searching. We're always longing. In fact, for some of you, you were introduced to a very powerful concept that there is a higher power out there somewhere, and that is true. But if that's all it is for you, just a higher power out there somewhere, you will never see him clearly. Jesus comes along and says, let me light up your picture of who God really is so you can go, oh, I thought God hated me. God loves me. I thought God wanted to judge me. God wants to rescue me. I thought God was out to get me. God can't wait to be close to me. Jesus illuminates that. That's how we see God clearly. And Isaiah says, Isaiah is given this prediction, this prophecy through a conversation between the father and the son. And he also predicts that, watch this, the father will take Jesus by the hand and guard him. Again, in Jesus' humanity, he would be protected and led by the spirit of God. When I was a little kid, uh, my older sister was walking with me somewhere and uh, I stepped out into an intersection just as a big truck was turning the corner. And my sister freaked out. I mean, she just, she was like, ah! You know, and I don't know, honestly, whether she was more concerned about losing her brother or facing her parents. I don't know. We, get, we told you to watch him. <laughs> but all I know is, I mean, she freaked out. And she reached out, and he kind of yanked me back up on the curb. All these years later, she still remembers that. I don't even remember it happening, only through her sharing it with me. But it's, it just left an impression on her. So what God the Father would do for his son Jesus, he reveals to Isaiah hundreds of years in advance, was take him by the hand and guard him and protect him. Now, some of us know the story of Jesus and we're having a little moment here where we're like, "Uh, if the Father was guarding Jesus, he didn't do a very good job. Because we know that Jesus suffered. We know that he went to a garden where he cried and wept and, and was in deep anxiety in his soul. We, we know he was arrested. We know he was tried and beaten. And we know he was nailed to a cross where he died for our sins. <laughs> if, that's, if that's the God of the universe guarding him, I'm not so sure I want to be guarded. So how was the father guarding Jesus in those intense moments of suffering? By being with him in the darkness. The light didn't leave. For Jesus, being guarded by the Father did not mean the absence of pain. It meant the continual presence of God. And there was just one moment for Jesus that none of us will ever have to experience because he experienced it for us. For us. There was one moment when Jesus cried out, Father, why have you forsaken me? He walked right into the darkness willingly so that none of us ever have to face it alone again. And he was given for us, which is what Isaiah predicted years in advance. And here's what Isaiah says next about Jesus. And again, conversation between the Father and the Son, you will be a light to guide the nations You will open the eyes of the blind, which Jesus did. You will free the captives from prison, which Jesus did. You will release those who sit in dark dungeons, which Jesus did. This world is dark, but Jesus is the light. It's why he came, to illuminate our lives, to show us what God is really like. Some of us have been mad at God. Some of us have been scared of God. 
Some of us have wondered if there even is a God, and Jesus shows us that we can know God. He's the light. He illuminates our lives. He opens the eyes of those who have been living in darkness. He liberates those who are imprisoned by fear. He brings freedom to those who are slumped in dark places. They've given up hope. Their heads are hanging low, and they don't think they'll ever be able to escape from the pressure or the pain they're experiencing. Jesus comes along, and he brings freedom. And can I tell you, this is not just some philosophical thing, like, oh, Jesus is the light, you know, and every Christmas, we just remember that, and then go back to the darkness of our lives. Jesus said, if you know me and follow me, you don't have to walk in darkness anymore. You can have the light that leads to life. Your relationships can get brighter. Your perspective can get brighter. The way you see yourself and the world around you can get brighter. Your hope for the future can get brighter when you have the light of Jesus in your life. And for all of us who've ever bumped into something in the dark, there is a solution. Nightlights. <laughs> Where are my nightlight people? Just by... Show of hands, new Arco cast. If you're online, just let us know in the comments. You're a nightlight person. I should be a nightlight person. I've, like, I, I bear in my body the scars of not being a nightlight person. But nightlights are a simple solution. One of our leaders here uh, shared a couple of years ago, I never forgot this, it stuck with me uh, in one of our prayer environments, which, by the way, in just a few weeks in January, we'll start 21 days of prayer and tell you a little bit more about that next weekend. It'll change your life. But we were in one of those environments, and, and uh, this leader shared how when he was a little kid, he lived with his grandparents, and his grandparents owned this big, old, scary house that was just frightening to navigate in the night. So his grandmother, in an effort to ease his fears, put little nightlights all over the house so that if he had to get up in the middle of the night, he didn't have to be afraid of the darkness because he knew just take a few steps, there's a nightlight. He could see where he was going. Jesus is the light of the world. One day, all of us who believe in him will see him in all of his brightness. We don't see him that way yet. In fact, the New Testament of the Bible teaches, and this should encourage you if you've been wondering, why is it, why, I believe in Jesus, why does sometimes feel like it's so hard to see him? New Testament of the Bible teaches that right now, we are looking at Jesus through tinted windows. We're like, look, it's like, I know he's there, I trust him, but I just can't see him clearly. But the day will come when Jesus will be revealed in all of his glory. It'll be clear. In fact, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It'll just be clear. <laughs> Nobody else is like Jesus. For now, the world's dark. So what has God done? He has placed nightlights throughout the darkness to point the way to his son Jesus and to eternal life. And if you know Jesus, you are one of the nightlights. Now that's a twist, isn't it? I mean, it's one thing to go, oh yes, Jesus is the light of the world. Thank God, Jesus is the light of the world because I sure am not the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. It's one thing to believe that. Here's what the light of the world says to us. The same one who said, I am the light of the world, turns around and says to us, you are the light of the world. Uh, Jesus, I'm not so sure that I am qualified to be the light of the world, and yet that's exactly what he says. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Now, 
If you don't claim to be a follower of Jesus, you can take a pass on this. He's speaking to his followers here. But if you do believe in Jesus, listen, apparently you are not supposed to spend your life just stumbling around banging into things in the darkness like everybody else. So if you are, that's not your birthright as a child of God. You're actually supposed to have a life that more and more is illuminated by the light of Jesus. And it's not about perfection. It's about direction. You keep following wherever he leads. And as that happens, when you've found the light and you decide to follow the light, what happens for all of us who put our faith in Jesus and then organize our daily lives around following him is that we begin to live like Jesus in this world. We begin to open the eyes of those who are living in darkness and liberate those who are in prison by pain and bring freedom to those who are sitting slumped in dark places because they've given up hope. We're the nightlights. We're the nightlights. We have Jesus inside of us. In fact, let me just take this a step further for a moment because here's how I think some of us treat the light, the light of Jesus. We come to church on the weekend, we get around some spiritual people and the light shines on us and we're more like glow sticks than we are nightlights. What does that mean? A few hours later, it has faded. We go to work and we are not the person who was singing that second song during worship. <laughs> Get around our family who drive us a little bit crazy and all of a sudden like, it's like we're just stumbling around in the darkness like everybody else. Listen, this is not about condemnation. If you've been stumbling around in the darkness, God has not come today to condemn you, but he has come to tell you, you are not supposed to live that way. I am not supposed to live that way. There is a light that leads to life and we don't have to walk in darkness anymore. And so we become nightlights throughout this world. This is our purpose on earth. We're nightlights that point the way, not to us, but to Jesus, Jesus said, let your light shine so that people can see your good deeds and not glorify you, but glorify your Father in heaven. Nightlight, oh, that's how you get to Jesus. And so we're patient with people, just like Jesus is patient with us. And when we're not, we apologize because we're nightlights. Oh, sorry, I wasn't plugged in the way I should have been. Let me get this. Now you can see this is what Jesus is really like. We forgive people who don't deserve it because when Jesus forgave us, can I just tell you, I don't know about you, I did not deserve it. I did not. It wasn't like, okay, perfect God, guess what I've got to offer? Didn't go down that way. I didn't come to God going, okay, God, that's what you bring to the table, but check this out. No, I came to God going, I think I need you and I think you don't need me and you are my only hope. And God said, I know. It's why I sent my son to die for your sins and rise again so that you could have life. So we forgive people. If you're like, I don't know, I've got this person, I don't know if they really deserve forgiveness. If you're not a follower of Jesus, you should figure out if they deserve it. If you are a follower of Jesus, take that out of the equation. You didn't deserve it and he forgave you, so you forgive them the way he forgave you because you're a nightlight. You're a nightlight. I know it's a whole other series for a whole other time. We'll get to it. We serve like Jesus came to serve. Why? Because we're nightlights. We're not just glow sticks who glow for a few hours at church and then fade we're nightlights, and we're supposed to allow the light of the world to shine through us to illuminate the world. We're nightlights, and we are plugged in and placed strategically by God where we are so that other people can find their way to him. Some of us, in fact, have been going, I don't understand why I work where I work. There's so much darkness there. Whatever. 
pray for me, our neighborhood, there aren't any Christians. I just don't, I'm the only one in my family who knows Jesus. You're a nightlight. Come on, somebody, you're a nightlight. Stop cursing the darkness and start lighting the way to Jesus for the people. In fact, for some of you, you have been just so upset with the people around you because they keep stubbing their toe and banging their shin. It's because it's dark for them right now. So don't get upset with the people who are sinning and bumping around in the darkness. Shine the light. Show them the love of Jesus. Why? Because when we find Jesus, we see the light. But when we follow Jesus, we shine the light. Finding Jesus happens in a moment. Following Jesus takes a lifetime. Maybe you've gotten disconnected from God. During this series, you can get reconnected. Maybe you've never realized who Jesus really is. During this series, you can find the light that leads to life. Maybe you've seen the light, but the light hasn't rubbed off on your daily decisions yet. You can realign your life with Jesus during this series. And as you follow Jesus, you'll begin to shine. That's what our Christmas offering is about this year. I want to take just a few minutes as we get ready to close. And I want to share the passion for this. Because this is really what it means when the rubber hits the road for the people of God to shine. Our Christmas offering is not about us. It's about reaching out beyond our walls and putting a dent in the darkness of what we call Journey City. The 30-mile radius around our broadcast location in Newark, where 1.8 million people live. We have a location in Newark. We have a location in Hokesson. We have an online location that reaches people in that circle and beyond. But our next step to light up our region is to plant another physical location in that circle. To reach into a place in Journey City where we don't have a location yet and help more people find Jesus and follow him fully. And our Christmas offering this year, 100% of it, is gonna go toward completing the launch budget for that which is the funds we need to start that location and to sustain it for the first full year. We operate with integrity as a church financially, and we're not gonna start something that we don't know we could support for the first full year. So 100% of our Christmas offering is going toward launching that location and journey. I'm excited to tell you where. Today. Right now. We're coming to Middletown. Yeah. We've been praying about this. We've been planning. Our board has been leaning in on this and our lead team. And we have just been working toward this for months and setting the stage. And now I'm excited to tell you we have, we have seen the green light and we're planning to launch a location in the city of Middletown. Why? Because when we find Jesus, we see the light. And so many of us have. But when we follow Jesus, we shine the light. Seeing the light is about us. Shining the light is about others. And so as we as a church become the night lights that God has intended us to become, our prayers will light the way. Our serving lights the way. Our invitations light the way. And this Christmas, our giving will light the way. We want to see God write more stories of hearts being illuminated. Stories like Miguel's. Miguel says, God brought the journey to me while I was in a recovery center. 
I would sit and watch the live feed every Sunday and I knew that the journey was the church I was looking for. I had been lost, but God came and found me in the darkest part of my life. Coming to the journey, I was introduced to strength and recovery and I started to attend weekly. In other words, I saw the light. I had found my church family and now I am leading in our recovery day groups. I'm shining the light. Journey Miguel saw the light and then he began to shine the light and it was through your generosity that it happened. You lit the way for Miguel to find Jesus and begin following him. Stories like Alyssa's, whose mom shared. My daughter Alyssa was diagnosed with autism in 2020. Our lives were turned upside down. Summer 2021, after talking to a family that attends the journey, I reached out and asked what the journey could offer Alyssa and myself. The special needs team was accepting and welcoming to Alyssa and me. They reassured Alyssa, answered her questions, and welcomed her into Journey Kids. Knowing she was taken care of in Journey Kids allowed me to gather for worship. We couldn't ask for a better church family who has accepted us wholeheartedly and with open arms. The Journey is our forever church home. Journey, you lit the way for Alyssa to see the light of Jesus through your generosity. And God's not done. Michael came for the first time this past spring. He writes this, at the beginning of May, I love this, I would have scoffed at the idea of being part of a church, let alone attending every week. But Memorial Day weekend, my wife and I, and I began attending the journey after being invited many times by a friend. I had never seen a church building like this. As I pondered the coffee and the joy on people's faces, I love the order. I wondered what I was doing. I clung to my wife for moral support. We entered the auditorium, found seats, the countdown clicked down, the band started to play, and from that moment, I knew I was in the right place. I just didn't know why yet. I've always had a gift of music, so I finally said yes to joining the worship team, and I began to feel like the Holy Spirit was flowing through my hands and feet in service to God and the church with every song I learned. I saw the light. I began to shine the light. He says this, I've discovered my purpose after years of wandering aimlessly. Thank you for providing this place, this church, this home. I'm only sorry it took me so long to find it. Journey, when Michael says thank you for providing this church, he's not talking to me. He's talking to you because your generosity lit the way so that he could see Jesus in a way he'd never seen him before and then begin to shine the way Jesus always intended. Janelle is one of our Journey students who says, I grew up in a low-income, broken family, lived in a violent area of Wilmington. I experienced things no child should. There was a time where I was lost in my faith, doubting, not sure where God was in the midst of my struggles, but Rise Summer Camp was a spiritual shift for me. And now Tuesday at Journey Students is the day I look forward to most. I'm inviting friends, sharing my faith in my J group, serving in Journey Kids, and I went public with my faith in Jesus through baptism this fall. Journey, you lit the way so Janelli could see the light and then begin to shine the light. To illuminate is to make something visible or bright by shining light on it. 
to light up. Journey, we are called to illuminate Jesus for a dark world. And that's what God wants to do in your life and through your life. Listen, if you've been living in a dark place, you have slept long enough spiritually. Stop hitting the snooze. Wake up to the brightness of the purpose of God for your life. You've hidden in the comfort of the darkness for long enough, not taking risks, not trusting God, not taking steps. Step into the brightness of what God has for you over the next few weeks during this series. For some of you, you have been stolen from long enough. You've allowed the enemy to creep in under cover of darkness. And you've just, because you you felt so defeated and discouraged, you've just handed over precious things that God intended to belong to you, your joy, your hope. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody today. Your peace, your purpose, your sense. You've wondered, why am I even here? Some of you have wondered, should I even go on living? Is it even worth it? You've allowed an enemy to come in under cover of darkness, and God wants to reveal the light of Jesus to you in a fresh way again so that you can see you have a purpose. And when you see that light, you will begin to shine that light. And for all of us who know Jesus, the time has come for us to become the nightlights we were designed to be, to shine brightly in this dark world so that all the people who don't know Jesus in Journey City, in that circle God gave us to be disproportionately passionate about, a little obsessed with, extremely committed to, so that the people in that circle who don't know Jesus can see what we have seen. Because when you find Jesus, you'll see the light. You don't have to walk in darkness anymore. Your life becomes about something more than the absence of pain. It becomes all about the presence of God. But when you follow Jesus, you'll shine the light. You won't just glow for a few hours and then go back to life as usual. You'll become a nightlight in this dark world. So if you're trying to figure out what you believe about Jesus, that's okay. Just come back next weekend. We're going to talk about how God wants to guide us in a dark world. If you would say you need direction or guidance in any area of your life, come back next weekend. But for all of us who are a part of this community of faith, listen, I want to share my heart. I believe it's the heart of God. I'm asking you to do three simple things this week around our Christmas offering. Very, very simple. The first is, I'm asking you to pray. I'm asking you to ask God what he would have you do. Don't just assume that he does or doesn't want you to give. Ask him. The amount is between you and God, but ask God. God, what would you have me do? And we're all at a different place. So don't give out of pressure. Give out of faith. Pray and ask God, what would you have me do? And then the second step, so important, Listen, you say, am I going to hear an audible voice? If you do, please email me. That would be a really cool story to share. And I've had some stories over the years that have come very close to that, actually. But I don't know that that's going to happen for you. I don't hear an audible voice. But I've been whispered to and nudged and prompted in a conversation and a moment alone with God and just being willing to pay attention. So many times I have been led by the Holy Spirit. And can I tell you, when I listen, it's always better than when I don't. (laughs) 
So listen to God. And then here's a third one. Give as God leads you. Again, the amount is between you and God. Don't give out of compulsion. Give out of faith as God leads you. Take a step of faith. Don't let the darkness determine your level of brightness when it comes to your generosity. Don't let the headlines of the economy determine what you do. Let the headlines of heaven's economy determine what you do. God's in good shape, just so you know. Like, inflation in heaven is zero. Unemployment in heaven, zero percent. No layoffs. And what he calls us to do is act more and more like the economy and the culture we are headed for. So just give as God leads. And to help you do that, we have a little gift for you. So at our physical locations today, you're gonna receive one of these, one for every household on your way out of the auditorium today. It's a Journey City nightlight. And it's our gift to you, but I, I do wanna ask you to do something with it, okay? Take it home, plug it in, turn the other lights around you out. Take a moment and just look at that nightlight and remind yourself that's what God has called you to be. Pray over it, listen to God, and then give as God leads so we can plan a new location in Middletown. Sound good to everybody? We're gonna light up the darkness. If you're joining us online right now and you wanna be a part of this, let us know. You're, stick around to the very end because as we close out for you online, we'll give you instructions how you can let us know and we'll get one of these to you this week. But if you would say today, man, I want this. I, I need to see Jesus more clearly during this season. I need to see the light more clearly. And then I don't wanna just see him. I wanna shine like him in this world. Would you just shoot your hand up? You're in Newark and Hocasson. Come on, hold it up high. Online, you can stretch that hand up right where you are right now. Let me pray over us. Jesus, we love you. You are the light of the world. When we believe in you, even darkness and death cannot separate us from you. We need that encouragement today. We need to know that our, our lives are secure in you. We have nothing to fear. We don't have to walk in darkness anymore. So Jesus, help us to see you clearly and then to live like you in this world, to shine. Jesus, you are the light of the world and you live in us. So we are the light of the world. Shine through us to put a dent in the darkness, we pray. And we commit ourselves to it in Jesus' name. For some of you today, again, at all of our locations, if you're here and you don't have a real relationship with God yet, if you're not ready to believe in Jesus, uh, there's no pressure to believe anything that you're not ready to yet. Just come back. You owe it to yourself to open yourself up to the possibility that God has something for you. But if you are ready today, if you want to begin following Jesus, I'd love to lead you in a very simple prayer to start that journey. So right where you are, in the room at one of our physical locations online, Shut out every distraction. And if that's you, I'm gonna ask everybody to pray together. But if that's you, if you wanna take that step and begin following Jesus today, whisper out a prayer of faith, something like this. Jesus, today, I give my life to you. I believe in you. I believe you died to forgive my sins. I believe you rose again. I wanna follow you. 
give me the light that leads to life today. Rescue me. And if that's you, while everyone around you stays focused on God, if you would say, I want to be included in that prayer, I'm putting my faith in Jesus today. Would you lift your hand and just hold it up high at our physical locations, hold it up high. If you're watching online, you can type the word faith in the comments. Yeah, it's awesome, amazing, love it. And then Journey, will you help me together? Come on, let's celebrate the goodness of God.